0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. My name's Lorcan Doherty and today we're talking about marijuana. Coming up on this week's podcast, we visit one of Catalonia's 500 cannabis clubs, establishments that exploit ambiguities in the law to provide a space for members only in theory to come and smoke. Catalonia is also the epicentre of the illegal marijuana market in Europe, according to police here, who revealed last week that they broke up an average of two cannabis farms a day during 2021. With me today are Gerard Escatch Folk. Hi Gerard. Hi, how are you, Lorcan? I'm not too bad, and we've got Christina Tomas White as well. Hi Christina. Hey Larkin. Well, we're all uh, recording this remotely again this week. Hopefully, we'll be all back in the same room next week and the mm-hmm. our COVID situation, my COVID situation will be resolved. Uh, but we're doing well. Um, we're going to explore the legal situation and all the, and all that in more depth. But I thought to start, it would be nice, maybe, Christina, you first, if you wanted to give us like a bit of an idea of like the general attitude to cannabis in Catalonia, because it can really vary from place to place, can't it?
1: Yeah, here I'd say in general, per- people are very permissive and tolerant of it, even if they themselves don't um, consume it. So it might come as a shock to some people that it's actually not entirely legal just because it's it's pretty much everywhere.
0: JR, does that tally with what you would think?
2: Yes. I, like, obviously, I have friends that smoke weed and like. Only they friends. Keep th- Eh? Sorry, what what are you saying, Christina?
1: <laughs> only friends not you.
2: Uh, well, uh, yes, only friends for the mother of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, but what I was saying is that obviously, like, there's a lot of people here in Catalonia that say, yeah, it should be legalized because, like, they see it as like a normal, not a normal drug, but like something that they would like be able to smoke freely. And like to be fair, if you like walk around the street here in Barcelona or anywhere else in Catalonia, like. It's really easy to smell marijuana. So, obviously, there's people smoking weed on the streets, despite being illegal technically.
0: Yeah, okay. But yeah, so as you said, the legal situation is a gray area. We're going to be mentioning gray areas a lot. Uh, but, you know, it is illegal to buy or sell weed. But. As I mentioned in the introduction, Catalonia is a hotspot for growing marijuana as well. And there's, we'll be talking as well about that, Christina. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of criminal activity around cannabis as well.
1: Yeah, so actually, the Mossos here, the the Catalan police, you know, they themselves have dubbed Catalonia the epicenter of the legal marijuana trade in Europe, as you mentioned earlier, um, because there's been an increase in marijuana-related crime over the past five five or so years. They, they they've noticed that there there are more gangs trafficking the drug.
0: Gerard, I mentioned in the introduction about these cannabis clubs, and they're kind of fairly unique uh, in europe at least this yeah, kind of well, thing. tell you, us about that yeah you also have the coffee shops in
2: amsterdam so obviously every time like someone thinks of marijuana in europe like first thing they would like think of is amsterdam and the netherlands but we learned during the like during the podcast and when we went to the cannabis club here in barcelona that a lot of tourists come here to barcelona and uh, not only for uh, seeing Sagrada Familia and Antonio <laughs> this Padua <pathway, laughs> or the beach, also for uh, marijuana and sex. Surprisingly, yeah, like, but no, but related to to marijuana. Uh, here there are like associations, so it's a different uh, system than the one they have in Amsterdam. So in Amsterdam it's a coffee shop. So people can go in and consume whatever they want. Here it works a little bit different because you have to be part of a club and you have to be a member of that, of that association. But there are like around 200 associations here in Barcelona.
0: Yeah, the idea is you can't just walk in off the street. But, but that is something you try to do as research, of course, for this podcast yard.
2: Yeah, we literally tried to go to one of these 200 clubs here in Barcelona, Cristina and I. But in fact, like, obviously there are fewer now because there was a boom in 2011, 2013, when in the middle of the financial crisis here in Barcelona, there was a lot of cannabis clubs opening. Now it has reduced uh, significantly, like there are no official numbers, but because obviously these are associations and obviously like they can say association for the love of life. And obviously, like, their love of life is different than the one that we may think of. <laughs> so we tried to go to one-off and we didn't work out that much.
0: No, you, they, you, you were met with some reticence. Well, let's take a listen, Gerard, to see if you were successful in the end.
2: I have always thought that a cannabis club would be dark, dirty, and, let's be honest, a little bit dodgy. When I started working on this podcast, Christine and I went to several associations in Barcelona to see if we could speak to any members. However, all of them rejected talking to us and we didn't get further than the reception hall until I was introduced to Javier Díaz. Pues mi nombre es Javier Díaz y creador de Los Mejores Humos. He is the owner of Los Mejores Humos, or The Best Smokes a specialised blog on cannabis and associations. We agreed on meeting on a Tuesday morning in front of a club called Terpi, near the Magba Museum in Barcelona. I have to say, my cliche-ridden instinct made me a little bit scared. But I was completely surprised. We entered quite a big kind of two-floor bar site with natural light, walls painted yellow and white, and even some sofas and a pool table. Javier lo que, lo que es que siempre... told me that associations organize activities inside the clubs, such as talks on marijuana-related health issues with experts, and they even host art expositions. The billar or the playstation The club I went to is one of the around 200 cannabis clubs in the Catalan capital. However, they are not as easy to spot when walking down the street, as most of them don't have any sign outside. And obviously the marijuana smell is not that strong at the door. Once you enter, you can feel what's cooking inside. But not everyone is able to visit a cannabis club. Bueno, tienes que ser, pues eso, mayor de 18 años, usuario de cannabis ya. Javier explains that to enter an association dedicated to marijuana, you need to be 18 years or older, already smoke weed, be a resident near the place and want to be part of the club. Normally, he says you would be allowed in if you have already been vouched for by another member of the club. Despite the strict policies to get in, some clubs have reportedly broken the law by allowing tourists, non-residents, to enter. Each member also has to pay a membership fee as well as the cost of production of the marijuana they consume. As Patricia Miguet, president of the Federation of Catalan Cannabis Associations, explains. For example, you say, I will use... 5 grams of wheat every month, so 60 grams of wheat uh, a year. So these 60 grams of wheat, they have this cost of production,
1: so that's what you will pay at the end of the year.
2: The marijuana is harvested under the association umbrella, as clubs grow the wheat they will consume and sign specific documents when moving the drug. This is why Patricia talks about a production cost. But how is it that such places are open, considering we are talking about a drug that's technically illegal here? Well, it's not that simple. For starters, private consumption of drugs isn't a crime. The association is a legal private sphere. I mean, people that get together to go on a, to an association are main members of a private space. And the self consumption or the shared consumption doctrine says that if you consume, if you're an adult person and you consume any kind of drug, you have to do it in a private sphere, but you can do it. It's not penalized here in Spain. It's legal to consume any kind of drug in your house or in a private place. So, lighting up a joint in private is legal. And there is no specific law against cannabis clubs in Catalonia either. It's a grey area as there are no specific laws, Javier tells me. Individuals have the right to consume wheat. Inside an Association, he adds... What they try is to have a safe place for those marijuana consumers over 18 that decide to smoke weed in a private place. In fact, Barcelona City Council introduced some measures to regulate these associations, establishing a minimum distance of 100 meters between cannabis clubs and schools or children's playgrounds, double doors and smoke extractors and chimneys on the building roof. However, the proposal by the City Council was rejected by Catalonia's High Court after one of the associations appealed the smoke extractor's rule. A little bit ironic that it was a cannabis club that caused a legal decision that puts their
0: very existence in danger. Thanks very much, Gerard. Uh, thanks to Javier Diaz and to Patricia Amiguet as well from the Federation of Catalan Cannabis Associations. Gerard, it sounded like an interesting atmosphere in the <laughs> cannabis club that you visited there.
2: Yeah, and there was like something even more interesting. It's like when Alice, our colleague, the camera operator, and I went to the cannabis club, Javier just said at the beginning, like, I normally come here and like on one of these clubs and the first thing I do is like I order two joints and you could see like Alice and I's faces. Uh, we were like, so what are we supposed to do now? Where are we? What's this place? Like, You're hello. trying to maintain,
0: you're a professional journalist here.
2: Uh, well, let's be honest, <laughs> it was the first time I was inside a cannabis club on yeah. my whole life, <laughs> like being professional or not. It was the first time. So I was a, a little bit surprised, as I said in the report. But obviously, the first thing that struck us the most was the smell. Right. It's like, obviously, like something's something's <laughs> happening there and it's not quite 100 percent legal, we well, could say. uh, Something's happening
0: there. I was looking online, you know, at the kind of things that uh, happen in these cannabis clubs. And i was surprised like that they put on movie nights. They show the football. There's DJs. I even saw one that has a bingo night. Yeah, it's just a
1: social club with with weed.
0: Yeah, exactly. exactly. In fact, like if you
2: you go to our website and you watch our video that we recorded there, there's like a moment that when I'm reporting, I'm like even playing pool table, which is amazing. Like, yeah. my friends were like, I want to see that video now. Where is it? I was like, well, you'll have to wait until we publish
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can check it out now. I hope they're listening as well. Um, the legal situation there, well, the whole reason, you, you kind of touched on it earlier, Gerard, there in the report as well, but it's it's all a bit of a gray area, isn't it?
2: Yeah, definitely. Because Barcelona City Council tried to regulate these cannabis clubs uh, a few years ago, but Catalonia's high court ruled against that that law that they were proposing, especially because they said that it's not the jurisprudence for Barcelona City Council, but it has to be like a higher administration. It affects mm-hmm. public health of society. So obviously that's like something that has to be regulated by another authority and that's why barcelona city council tried to regulate but they didn't succeed and now like cannabis clubs are like in this legal limbo because obviously it's legal for them to be an association because um associations are like a legal thing here in catalonia and that's why there are like hundreds of cannabis clubs associations in catalonia because it's 100 percent legal but the part of like smoking weed that's the more dodgy, gray area law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, mm-hmm. here, if, if,
1: if I may, I'd also like to point out that it's not only Barcelona that's tried to regulate cannabis. You know, the, the Catalan Parliament has also tried to as well. And they've, they've had the same issue where they, they just don't have the authority to do. So it would have to come from Spain.
0: And what about on a Spain-wide level then? What kind of moves have been made there in terms of introducing some legislation?
1: Well, a few parties, a few left-wing parties, including Esquerra, the senior government partner here in Catalonia, have put forward proposals um, in Congress to regulate it. And there is a committee currently um, in Congress to discuss legalizing it for medicinal purposes. And in the coming months, it's something that they should have debated.
0: Okay. And those proposals um, came from Esquerra and some other smaller parties in in congress so obviously there wasn't an, there wasn't a, a majority to to pass legislation yeah but um what about public opinion not just political opinion what about um public opinion on marijuana use either for medicinal purposes or or even recreational use
1: Well, we have a recent survey that was um, carried out across Spain last spring, and uh, 90% of the population supports it for medical purposes. And just under 50% are in favor of recreational marijuana. So there's a pretty, I think it's safe to say there's pretty widespread acceptance of it.
0: Okay. And for this week's podcast, we have been speaking to loads of people. One of them from the Catalan Health Department at the Catalan government, Cristina, is Joan Colom.
1: Yeah, he's actually um, the head of the gover- the Catalan government's uh, addictions policy. So this is something that he he definitely knows about.
0: And I mean, he was making us aware as well of the the kind of health risks that we have to take into account as well.
1: Right. So I mean the main ones I guess, um, as, as most people already know, are cognitive. So it affects your your attention span, memory, perception problem resolution, um, but he was also mentioning psychomotor performance. Um, He was very uh, adamant that people who have smoked should not be driving or operating machinery. Um, Beyond that, um, it also doubles the odds of developing a psychological disorder, and those who smoke weed are four times more likely to experience um, a psychotic break, essentially.
0: Okay. And he also, uh, Gerard, gave some indication of the Catalan point of view in terms of, uh, we said earlier, they don't really have the power to introduce legislation, but uh, their kind of point of view at least. Yeah, well, he was talking mainly for obviously the government point of view,
2: but obviously he is part of the health department. So he is literally trying to avoid people smoking weed and like making sure they are safe. But what he made quite clear during the interview is that he wants to regulate the marijuana ca- situation. But obviously, regulating doesn't mean being in favor of of allow- of legalizing marijuana. They want to regulate because it will be easier for them to like know what's happening and to help people.
1: Yeah, so he, one thing that he kept on saying was, well, first, he said it was a shame that the, the Catalan legislation had been struck down by higher courts but um he, he just kept on saying that they should regulate according to public health criteria so not not just that like anyone should be able to smoke whenever and wherever but he was like well if they're going to smoke if people are going to smoke anyway we might as well implement public health criteria to make it as safe as possible
0: so authorities in Catalonia want to regulate marijuana use not least because Cristina as we said earlier it is the epicenter the police say, of illegal uh, the illegal marijuana market in Europe?
1: Yes, this is something the police here think is um, a big problem that's gotten worse over the past few years. They recently presented their latest report on marijuana-related crime w- with the latest figures from last year in addition to the ones before that. And, and they've definitely noticed there's an uptick in crime. And uh, there are a lot of international criminal gangs that are in operation in Catalonia. And around half of the people who were arrested actually did not have a criminal background. So this is something that more people seem to be getting into.
0: Okay, well, we're going to hear your report now, Cristina, uh, featuring from the Catalan police, the Mossos de Escuada, Joan Carlos Granja. And also you spoke to a lawyer to get a bit more clarity about the legal situation. Uh, we'll hear from Joan Bertomeo.
1: Police raided 662 marijuana plantations in Catalonia in 2021, an average of two per day. This is almost twice as many raids as in 2020, and almost three times more than in
0: 2016. Juan gran de europeos...
1: Carles Granja, an officer in the Catalan Mossos d'Esquadra police force, told us that Catalonia's climate is ideal for growing weed. Oh.
0: Que també tenim grans, eh, pisos. There are also
1: many buildings that are still empty following the financial crisis that gangs have taken advantage of to set up shopping.
0: Les seves, les seves
1: Spain is geographically strategic for drugs that are smuggled into Europe from Africa and the Americas. But when it comes to homegrown weed, Catalonia is a good place for farms as it is closer to the markets it will often end up exported to, like France. Police warn of a notable uptick in marijuana-related crime, with almost twice as many people arrested last year than five years earlier. Almost half of the people arrested last year did not have a criminal record, suggesting that many have entered the illicit trade recently.
0: Entre One reason why more
1: and more people, people seem to be entering this dangerous line of work is the high unemployment rate, 10.6% in the last quarter of 2021. Among 16 to 24-year-olds, though, it was a staggering 27
0: percent.
1: But how can there be so much crime when weed is everywhere? Barcelona, in particular, is known for its cannabis clubs, and it's not uncommon to get a whiff of a joint here and there when walking down the street. So what is the legal status of this plant?
0: Yeah, I'm Juan Berdomé. I, I work in the, in I took
1: this question to Juan Bertumeo, a lawyer from the Brotzenbert law firm in Valencia that specializes in weed-related legal issues.
2: What is punished is by the, the criminal law is the growing or the grow or the possession for drug trafficking. You know? It's known like the the a criminal offense against. Public health. No, if you smoke in the street or you or you go with with weed in your pocket, if you are stopped by the police, uh, you can be uh, sanctioned by by administrative law, but not criminal law.
1: And while, for example, there are no medical marijuana treatment programs here like in other countries, it isn't illegal to consume drugs at home either.
2: It depends on the quantity and if they see that are. Our- if the police arrives to your house and they see that this money is there or there are uh, bags for, for share the, the product, in this could mean for the judge that you will, you are growing for, for selling sell the, the product. No?
1: This means that cannabis clubs, which in theory are in the not-for-profit private sphere, are in a bit of a grey area and could even be forced to shut at some point if the law doesn't change in their favour. This may seem odd given the widespread societal acceptance of the drug, at least for medicinal purposes. But for anything to change, Spain's Congress would have to legalize its use. There is a congressional committee on medical cannabis, but as of yet, there's been a lack of political will, especially among the right to legalize it.
0: Thanks very much for that report, Christina. And I was just looking online as well at the the legal company there, the lawyer we're speaking to, Jean is from Bratzenburg. And they're solely dedicated just to cannabis clubs and that kind of whole culture.
1: Yeah, yeah, cannabis user associations, which is another way of saying cannabis clubs, distributors, which, you know, is a bit hmm, gray, grow shops, and seed banks. I,
0: I suppose, like, we've been talking about how it's all a legal gray area. So I mean, yeah, there's obviously there was a gap in the market, and they went for it.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the coming months and maybe coming years. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if Spain legalized marijuana, at least for medicinal purposes, in the nearer-ish future. It's kind of hard to say exactly how soon it will be. But, you know, since they they recently legalised euthanasia and there's, there's a lot of societal acceptance, it seems like we're heading in that direction.
0: Time now then for our Catalan phrase. Who's got one for us this week? I have one for
2: you, and obviously, like it was the first thing that came to my mind when we started working on this podcast, because it's literally so related to marijuana. It's fuma como una
0: Fuma como una ximaneja. Well, that, that translates exactly into English: smoke like a chimney. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I can see your Catalan is improving. Well, it also helps. I mean, it's
1: <laughs> thanks to the uh, phrase yeah. of the week. Because,
0: yeah. well, sometimes the phrases are like I don't know. Yeah, not like there's no English equivalent. Let's say it's a bit easier when it's fuma com una chimanea, smoke like a chimney. Yeah, exactly. And that's us for today. Thank you for everyone we spoke to, especially, I suppose, the Cannabis Club who did let you in, Gerard, in the end. It took it took a while. It took, it took a while, it took but yes. <laughs> it took some convincing. Uh, thanks to both of you, Christina and Gerard.
1: Thanks for having
0: us. Thank you so much again. And uh, thanks, of course, to you for listening. Do subscribe to Fill in the Sink on your podcast app if you haven't already. Our next episode is out next Saturday, as usual. We're planning to do that one on Catalan Cinema. Looking forward to that. Until then, for me, Lorcan Doherty, and all of us here at Catalan News. Bye for now. Adeu.